Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is September 16th, which is the 259th day of 2019, leaving us 106 days until 2020. This past Thursday and Friday evening in down east Maine, the burgeoning barley moon, also known as the corn moon, shone brightly over a relatively peaceful landscape. By a little after midnight, at the tail end of Friday the 13th, that moon became the harvest moon, as it was the closest moon this year to the autumnal equinox, while at the same time being the farthest from Earth, making that full moon the smallest full moon of 2019, which invokes some additional terminology, including micro-moon or mini-moon. We will have another Friday the 13th this year, coming up in December. Of additional astronomical interest tomorrow night in the northwest sky will be the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper, which work well together for helping us sky watchers to easily locate the North Star, also known as Polaris. Just follow the lower leg of the Big Dipper, essentially the short leg formed by the stars Marak and Dubey, that comprise the outside wall of the Dipper. Extend that line a 45-degree angle upward until it meets the North Star, which is the end of the handle of the Little Dipper. Two evenings later, on Thursday the 19th of September, the waning gibbous moon will keep company with the Pleiades star cluster above and Aldebaran, the brightest star of the constellation Taurus, below. And speaking of stars, today is the birthday of Betty Bacall, with one L, otherwise known to most of us as Lauren Bacall, with two L's, who was born in New York City in 1925 to an executive secretary and a businessman. Betty's parents divorced when she was six. Betty's mother, Natalie, worked hard to afford Betty's attending an expensive private school and subsequent dancing and acting lessons when Betty decided those were the career moves she wanted to make. High school plays encouraged Betty's dreams of acting, and when her uncle Charlie arranged for her to meet Betty Davis, Betty Bacall was over the moon. Biographer Ed Morrow tells us that Betty Davis spoke kindly to Betty Bacall, encouraging her but also warned, be sure it's really what you want to do with your life. It's hard work and it's lonely. Afterwards, Betty Bacall wrote Betty Davis a gushing thank you letter, to which Davis replied, I hope we meet again sometime. In 1940, Bacall entered the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, where she dated aspiring actor Kirk Douglas. After a year at the Academy, she became a model in New York City's Garment District, then got a job as an usher to get closer to the theater, introducing herself to personalities such as Danny Kaye and Vincent Price when they played there. And they encouraged her. She worked at the USO's stage door canteen and sold theatrical newspapers on a street corner, providing another pretext to introduce herself to important theater people, gradually meeting more and more of them who gave her advice. In 1942, she won a walk-on role in a Broadway play. To make her last name more pronounceable, Betty added an extra L.
That first role led to another role, a Harper's Magazine cover, and then to Hollywood, where Betty changed her first name to Lauren. As Lauren Bacall, she became a star and the wife of Humphrey Bogart, whom she met in her first film, To Have and Have Not, in 1944. And Bacall never forgot her mother, whom she wrote of years later, quote, her eyes shone when she looked at me. She always made me feel that I could do anything once I made up my mind. I respected her and I loved her. If she but held my hand, I felt safe. Today is also the birthday of B.B. King, born in 1925, the year after Bacall. Of Peter Falk, born in 1927, the same year as my parents of Ed Begley Jr. in 1949, and of Amy Poehler in 1971. On this date in 1908, carriage maker William C. Durant founded General Motors in Flint, Michigan. Prior to that date, humankind's relation to technology had been rudimentary for millennia, meaning we more or less knew the basics of any given piece of equipment with a few exceptions here and there. Conversely, in the century since Mr. Durant founded General Motors, humans were simultaneously and steadily manifesting an amazing paradox in that they would increasingly predicate their existence on technology fewer and fewer of them really understood. The acceleration of this disconnect in the past century has been exponential, since in the past 500 years, plotted on a graph, the amount most of us do not know about our technology continues to steepen, such that in the past century, that line is almost vertical. Meanwhile, this is our last summer Monday of 2019. Next week at this time, we'll be moving into autumn with the equinox. For more on Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to our fine remaining summer days.